you are listening to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast with Chris and Garrett. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Hi, everyone. It's Chris, and welcome to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. In this episode, Garrett and I revisit one of our sci-fi favorites from the 1980s, It's The Last Starfighter, directed by Nick Castle, featuring a terrific cast that includes Lance Guest, Catherine Mary Stewart, the late, great Robert Preston, and the equally late, great Dan O'Hurley. This was a fun episode, folks. I'm not going to lie. I had such a great time watching this with Garrett. Uh, It was fun reminiscing about this movie and about when we saw it in the 80s. Uh, For me, I saw it on HBO on a constant loop, it seems, <laughs> like during the summer that they were playing this on HBO. It seemed like it was on every day, and I pretty much watched it every day it came on. Uh, this is a huge top 10 favorite of mine, and I'm really excited to be bringing this episode to you. Before we jump in uh, to the commentary, I wanted to mention that the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast now has merchandise. If you head over to the TeePublic website, that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, you can find Midnight Movie Snack Podcast merchandise, including t-shirts, magnets, stickers, and a whole lot more. So check that out. We certainly appreciate your support. Um, All the sales that we make off the merchandise helps support the podcast. And uh, this is something that we love to do and we want to keep doing and we want to keep bringing you more of episodes like this one. Um, Earlier this week, Garrett and I sat down to plan out the rest of the year uh, with the episodes that we have already recorded and episodes that we want to record. And I have to say, I'm really excited. I think we've got some really good stuff. I think we've got some stuff you're really going to enjoy if you've enjoyed what we've done so far. So uh, without further delay... Let's hop into our spaceship and blast off for The Last Starfighter. So um, I got, last time I didn't have snacks. I've got snacks this time. I got these quest protein chips it's like taco they're actually really good they taste like a taco bell taco and this is not product placement by the way but they're not bad well but we're open to product placement so (laughs) quest that's right so quest if you're interested in sponsoring us i I do love the talk loaded taco and i just don't have much candy tonight but i do have a couple of york peppermint patties so um can't go wrong with your peppermint patty i'll be glad to plug them as well and, and i'll also plug chick-fil-a <laughs> i still have my large drink from dinner this evening and still lots of ice in it so i'm gonna be god's chicken have to mute myself while i'm eating because these chips are so loud when you crunch them um okay so we're we're watching the last starfighter which um you know it's certainly one of my favorite sci-fi films from the 80s um you know it's a lot of fun uh, I know we've talked about this in the past, like whatever summer it was that HBO had this movie, they showed it nonstop. So I think in my my teenage years, I must have seen this movie like a dozen times easily. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. 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 And it's um, it's such a fun movie. And um, 
yeah, I was, I'm, this is one when we first started talking about doing this, where I was like, we have to do the last starfighter. And, um, and I even broke down and bought the Blu-ray for it um, because I'm just like, uh, but a little fun fact. So this past weekend, my father-in-law came over to the house to hang out with us um, and he didn't know about the podcast. So it came up in the conversation and, um, and I said, By the way, <laughs> wearing my t-shirt, which I, yours is on the way. So, um, but I, it just looking forward to it. I, I don't even think I mentioned, I think Lauren or one of the boys said something and, and I said, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, you know, I've got Garrett and I are doing this podcast and you know, we've been watching movies from the eighties and nineties. And I said, um, and we're going to be doing the last starfighter. Um, the episode for this week, it's going to be that the last starfighter and man, he perked up. He's like, I love the last starfighter. He's like, that's one of the best sci-fi movies from the eighties. And uh, so after this episode, I think he's coming back over to the house sometime to watch it with the boys. Cause the boys have not seen it. I've not shown it to them yet. Oh, and so, so yeah. So we're going to watch it uh, as a family. So I get to see this movie a lot of times, not as you get to see it very, yeah, as with, with HBO, but I'm going to get to see it a lot. Um, is there anything we want to talk about before we, uh, we kick off? I mean, the, yeah, the, I think what we mentioned, we talked about before uh, about the that it's a um, this is one of the earlier the earlier uses of CGI. Yeah. And yeah. I think Tron, I, th- I, th- I think Tron's the other Tron one. Tron is the first, I think. Tron's the first, maybe this is the second. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And, it's, and, and I remember as a kid, like going, you know, it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, it, I mean, even though you could tell, you know, it wasn't. I think Star Wars was more realistic than yeah oh yeah you know you know than this but it was like but now that we're older I think we'll see and if you're watching this I think you'll you'll you know like some people might look at it as like going you know, you know like like our kids will probably watch this and go are you kidding me really you guys are excited about this I mean about that about this about the about the effects aspect but I think they'll they'll appreciate like the movie holds up I think well. The other parts in the movie hold up really well. Yeah. I think the special effects, but for us, we can still appreciate the fact of going, of you know, seeing about where they've come in the realm of CGI effects and how how good they are now. I mean, it's, it's even go back to like the whole like the first Hulk movie mm-hmm. about what the Hulk looked like and now and what they can do with the Hulk now. I mean, that's a short amount of time, and yeah. so just think about what this compared to what we see now. It's like. Oh yeah. It's, you're absolutely right. And, and yeah, watching it now, I mean, obviously it's like, you can, it it doesn't hold up, but I think when you look at it in the perspective of what was out there at the time, and this was really innovative, um, that I think it's kind of like, I would almost equate it to like, you know, when movies first came out, the old black and white silent, like, you try, and then you look at like 50 years later when you have color and you have, it's like, yeah, going back, like, yeah, that's crude. And it's, you know, but it's like, you appreciate that light, but you know, it was the beginning of something that led to exactly. what we have today. And so it's definitely, and the thing about it is I feel like the last starfighter, it doesn't get love when it comes to like, you know, Oh, it was one of the first movies to use CGI. Like, Break it you know, in or, you know, or, you know, it just, it, right. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, 
you know, just looking at it from a historical perspective, film history perspective, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, hats off to the director, um, Nick Castle. Yes. The original Michael Myers. Um, Make sure you said that. Yep. Exactly. Um, you know, hats off to him for, you know, just being hip and game to that kind of idea of like, yeah, let's do something different here. Um, and just how close they were to, to they were really close to going back to a model. Oh, yeah. Model reference about. Yeah, this easily could have been a model type movie. Yeah. But, you know, I think with some of the things in the story, which we'll see as we watch, um, you know, I think about like the big climactic space battle. I, I'm trying to like picture like what would that have looked like with the model? It might have, I don't know. It's in a way, I think that scene and what happens in it that was made for CGI because it's, it's pretty smooth when, when what's going on, you know, happens, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's a great thing to point out with the CGI, you know, and of course this is a great cast and well, the, the principals, all the main actors, they're terrific. But one of the things and we've talked about this before as well, that we like about this movie is that the supporting cast is really good too. Like the people who live in the, the trailer park, I mean, you really get this sense of like this community, these people who all live, you know, neighbors and their friends, like the guy who runs the place, the handyman. I mean, just like, just really, really great characters uh, in this movie. And, and in fact, that's more than the special effects and the fact that it's sci-fi. And I love that. I always find myself thinking about the characters in this movie, just like, wow, it's just such a, so different from other sci-fi movies where, you know, any, anybody who isn't the main character, they're kind of like two-dimensional. There's not a lot to them. They're just kind of there to take up space. But I felt like with these characters, they were funny, they were interesting. And um, I think that's part of what gives it the the, the charm that charm. it has. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Yeah. I think it, it, what you just said is like, um, it reminds me of the, it, it reminds me of Gremlins and it reminds me of yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. Both movies, both movies had a little bit of that whole like it, and it kind of accompanied some of the town into the yeah. to the story. Like you know, like you met a lot of different characters at the beginning. Like I remember like that Gremlins, you know, like you meet the you meet the sheriff, you meet the that miss the the guy who was in Back to the Future Three, but uh, he was always walking around with a pipe in his hand. Yeah, you, you meet the you meet the person at the bank. You meet. The guy, the you meet the guy, like you know, like the next door neighbor. I mean, there's all these people in town who you mm-hmm. encounter, and they end up having a some some little impact on the on the story. And yeah. I think that's kind of how this movie and Back to the Future the same way. You mean oh, yeah. you, you, know, you meet all different bunch of people. I think it, it helps ground it in reality. Like it yes. gives it more of a realistic, almost believable. You know, I think when you see movies like sci-fi movies or you know horror movies or whatever, when the characters, the supporting characters aren't that well-developed, everything just feels very flat. But when you start adding this kind of character quality to it, I think it just, it's part of what makes it memorable. And I mean, like here we are 30, 35 years after a lot of these movies came out and, you know, it's largely when you're talking about them, you wind up talking about the characters that being a big part of it. Right. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about watching this again. Um, and I guess you know, as we're talking about it, I, you know, 
we had also mentioned that apparently there's some talk about a sequel or a reboot or something. We can talk about that. Yeah. Fingers I crossed. So. I, would so, love, I would love to see something. Um, oh, me too. I think it'll be great. I mean, yeah. I would, and we talked before, like, we'd love to see if, if it would, you know, like, I think we're past, no offense to Lance Guest and uh, Mary Catherine, but I think we're past the fact of, of them being like, the parents maybe or maybe older parents i don't know but yeah. it's like but i mean they both look great so i mean so you know so well you know part of me uh, part of me thinks this and i think it was alluded to in that story that i read about the sequel that that lance would almost be like the centauri character like that he was still out in space fighting you know for you know against zur in the armada and all that but um that he would be more of like a, an old war hero who's now trying to recruit a whole new crop of starfighters which i think could work i mean the last time i saw yeah. an interview with him from a couple of years ago i mean you know he is older and and so is Catherine mary and um you know but it you know I think part of me is like, I feel like sometimes when they do remakes and they, they bring in some of the original cast, it's like a glorified cameo. And I always feel like sometimes that's just, it's kind of sad just to trot them out for like a quick snippet and then they're gone. Like right. I, I would hope that a sequel would actually give them maybe, you know, not saying make them the main characters, but just to have them in some sort of supporting you know, role like just like the characters in the trailer park in the first one. I mean, there's some older folks there that are memorable, you know, and it's like it would be fun to see these, you know. And I gotta say, I saw a video of of Catherine Mary from like two years ago. Oh, she still know? looks fantastic. I mean, she looks fantastic. Yeah. Know? Just uh um and I, I know that we watched Weekend at Bernie's not too long ago, and she's also in that movie and yeah. Um, as we'll talk about when, well, we've already recorded it, but folks, when they listen to it, um, you know, I knew somebody who worked with her on that film on Weekend at Bernie's, and she had nothing but great things to say about her and just said she's just as sweet as you would hope she would be. I remember her saying that. Um, so, you know, I'd love to see her on the big screen again, and Lance, too, um, in, you know, yeah. in some capacity, kind of handing the baton <laughs> to the, the new generation of uh, of starfighters so yeah kind of a kind of the cobra Kai, but on a yeah. on, on the but on the big screen you know it's exactly. like you know, yeah exactly that's that's a got perfect a, that's a perfect analogy a perfect right you gotta you got you they have a, a part of the movie yeah. but they're also like you know maybe you're yeah like you said maybe they're passing on maybe they pass yeah. on another um to a new generation of yeah i mean like, this movie could have been a sequel i mean it really oh, could it have totally, been totally could have been and i'm surprised they didn't do it because it's I like know. I know that is something that has always, I've always wondered that because so Universal put this movie out and, you know, this was in the mid eighties and there was a phase where I felt like Universal, especially like in the nineties when direct to DVD or direct to video was a big thing. Universal was doing a lot of that stuff. They were cranking out a ton of stuff and they were cranking out sequels for properties that I would say, weren't as good or as successful as the last starfighter and to me it just seemed like the last starfighter just there's a whole world of movies you could have done it made almost movie. double its money i mean it did yeah it, like it did kill it it made 28 million yeah in north america 
but it's like, but it did. But like we talked about, it was in the age with a lot of movies where it hit teenagers. Oh yeah, it's at home. Like who's who maybe it didn't get to see it at the theater, but got to see it multiple times. Oh yeah, on HBO, and of course that was a whole new, or on cable in general. That's a whole thing that I think that, I mean, like that's what makes, you know, like sixteen candles more popular than even though like breaking beat it at the box office but you know 16 candles is probably the more memorable even though breaking's got a piece of history there for sure i'm not yeah. not they're not, not downgrading it i'm just saying but 16 candles just because of hbo and being on get on cable it's just like those movies breakfast club all those things be just like it won over audiences you know because they got to see it again and again and again and kids wanted to see it again and again and again mm -hmm. so um, yeah I, I think you know for folks that grew up in that that decade us um you know i mean we certainly we remember this film with a lot of fondness and a lot of great nostalgic memories and and we're not the only ones i mean i i was talking with a couple of folks like you know i mentioned my father-in-law you know he was um, he was in his late twenties when, or mid twenties when this came out and, or mid, no, late twenties. And I mean, he loved it. And, and yeah. I think whenever you talk about this movie to people who grew up during that time and saw it, it it's always like, oh yeah, I love that movie. You know, it, rarely do I see anybody going, oh, that movie was horrible, you know, but it, it wasn't well received. I mean, it did, it made its money back. I mean, it definitely, it almost, you know, doubled on, on the, the, um, the box office um, when you consider both domestic and foreign, but it, the impression that I get from what I read about this online is that I don't think that, that the studio and also Atari was involved because they were developing a game based on the movie. They just didn't believe in it. Um, you know, like apparently, you know, the game was supposed to go out. It was going to be on, uh, the consoles at the time, or it was going to be an arcade. Um, and apparently Atari representatives saw like the, the film in post-production and they were like, mm, pull the plug on the game. This movie, this movie's not going to do well. <laughs> and, and it's like, that's just, it's a typical case of like, I don't think Hollywood rarely has their finger on the pulse of the audience. Um, you know, I think this, this was, this was at the right time. It was, you know, after Star Wars trilogy stuff, it was right after Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, people still had an appetite for sci-fi action um, or space opera type films like, you know, Star Wars. Um, you know, and I think that's part of the reason why it manages to kind of hold on um, as, as a kind of a cult classic sorts. So, all right. Well, Let's, uh, without further delay, let's let's go ahead and jump into this. So, use it. Let me get into this uh, movies anywhere app again, and it looks like. Let's see here, and another product placement for movies anywhere. Um, actually, I really love this app. Um, I've got a lot of my the digital movies that I've got. It's telling me that the movie will begin shortly. Um, but okay, what's well, got me is on my side, it says I'm the host. I don't know what oh, it does say you're the host. It yeah. does, it must have switched when my phone went idle. I think it switched. To okay, the... well, I want to, well, I will hit play then. Okay. It, says, it has me to, it says for me to play a movie, sure. So I'll play it. So here we go. Awesome. If your people are listening in, 
and it says start the movie. I'm going to hit play movie again. And away we go. You know, um, the old Universal. Uh, nothing makes me more nostalgic than that old Universal logo. I, I look at it and just I have such warm feelings about Universal movies from that period. And a good old Lorimar. Yep. Bringing, bringing you this movie and primetime soap operas in the 80s. It's <laughs> right. Primetime. And I do love the, I do like the, the theme for the, the, the music for this. Oh yeah. Great score. I, I forget yeah. who it was that composed the music, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it definitely has like a John Williams star Wars kind of vibe to it. Oh, it wasn't trying to copy it. It's just, it's just this, you know, yeah. Music was by Craig Safin or Safan. Safin. Dan O'Hurley. Catherine Mary, yep. Yep. Good old Catherine Mary. Barbara Bosson. That's uh, I think that's the actress that plays uh, Alex's mom. And then Robert Preston, the great oh, yeah. Robert Preston. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 I think we talked about this earlier, but yeah. this is like what this is his last major. Movie. I believe so. He did a couple of TV movies, cable movies, and they died. Yeah, he kind of, this was part of his, like, second career. Like, he was real big back in the day. He was like a classic Hollywood actor, you know, I think like in the 40s and 50s, and, you know, was something of a leading man then, and then his, for whatever reason, his star kind of faded, but then he kind of came back in the 80s, and, and I, he finished very strong, I think, and yeah. he's, he's terrific in this movie. And another thing about this, I think it, I, I read that Nick Castle was doing his best trying not to copy Star Wars and stuff like that. He was trying to make it different. Yeah. So these guys were really making it a, a point to try not to try not to be a, a complete copycat. This yeah. Not work for, yeah. I not, think he does a, he does a good job of that just in these first few minutes of setting this up. You know this this trailer park. Um, you know, normally when you think trailer park, you think like the dregs of humanity or like, you know, rednecks or trash or whatever. That's not this. This neighbor, this, this trailer park's got some really great people in it. <laughs> Coombs County. And not only did he, he uh, you know, he starred as the original Michael Myers. And directed, he also co-wrote Escape from New York. That's right. Cool. So he's not, I mean, he a actor, writer, too. director. Yeah. He's done it. I mean, the guy's a true yeah. uh, artist, man. He oh, is. yeah. He, he definitely. He, um, and, of course, he also directed the other movie in the 80s, The Boy Who Could Fly, which is another, yeah. another great film. Put great that family film. Fred Savage was in that one. It's one of Fred Savage's first movies, I think. Oh, she's going to miss her soaps. It's Cece. Miss her general <laughs> hospital. Mr. Soaps. There she is. Yeah. Sweet Catherine Mary. 
she's one of those leading ladies that honestly the movies that she's in i just smile when i see her she's just so like breath of fresh air you know she just she really is kind of like the girl next door or the girl you hoped lived next door you know growing up mm-hmm. yeah she didn't live next door to me no she didn't live next door <laughs> to me no definitely didn't you know, but Cece would have been like, that Catherine Mary is such a sweet girl. She's such a sweet girl. She is just the sweetest, Garrett. You should ask her out. <laughs> this little kid, Lewis, is a trip. Oh, yeah, Lewis. Lewis is a little pervert. He is a little. Nope. <laughs> Got that. That that little old lady there, she's a great character actress. She is. I'm gonna attempt to eat one of these protein I, chips. Hopefully, I think she was. Uh, I think we remember. Look, she was on uh, like on an episode of Star Trek, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that that she's. There's Robert Preston's voice for the first time. Yeah, Dan Armada. Now you can find this game supposedly that did somebody did it and put it online. You can play it for free. Yeah, it's a freeware version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um my uh my 12-year-old Robson, he and I were gonna try and download it. I have to say, whoever designed the look of the game did a pretty good job of like it, it very plausible the way it looks. Like I could see this as an actual arcade game. And I know it was designed, they were going to do one, but um, just the everything, the, the cabinet, the controls. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I totally, it's a shame that it didn't ever get put out because it would it would have been awesome. Uh-oh. <laughs> what you doing, Alex? Got shit in the mail, man. Come on, Clark. <laughs> it does it does. He does I was we, he could be uh, – it's a Smallville. He could – 80s version of Smallville. Oh, yeah. He could have played – he could have definitely could have played Clark Kent. If you think about the first Superman movie, the actor that played young Clark Kent, he oh, looked he, a lot like Lance Guest. They have a – and, and, and Lance Guest would have been – would have been – would have been 10 yeah. times better. No offense oh, yeah. to that guy, but it's, he would have been. Yeah. Lance – yeah, I could totally see Lance playing a young Clark Kent. He totally could have. Yeah. It is really like the 80s version of Clark Kent. It's and she could Mom and she like definitely she could play Lana. And she and she could she definitely could play Lana Lana. Yeah. Alex, I gotta go tell Mel. There's the and she's got the red T-shirt with the blue, the blue thing on top, like the red blue blur or whatever it's called that they did. On Catherine that. would have been a good. Um, Catherine Mary would have been a good Lois Lane. She would be. She could go either way. 
Somebody say. <laughs> Previously on Smallville. Uh, I think this paused for a second. It's all right. Mine did too. Oh, look, and there's the and there's the rooster and this little thing on top of the barn thing. Dreams of a faraway place. What did they call it on? It was uh, like Freak of the Week. What would it, what, did, what was the thing on Smallville they used to call it? Freak of the Week. Freak of the, was the Freak of the Week, yeah. Yeah, you can hear the they can hear the people the the trailers next door. Hey man, we played cards last night. And this is where he this is where he realized that he's from the from the planet Krypton. Marlon Brando appears, my son. <laughs> you are the last son of Krypton. <laughs> Not Krypton, Krypton. 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 I think part of this movie, what I like about it also is that, you know, the age that we were, you know, 14, 13, 14, you know, you're, you're approaching adulthood, that kind of like, you know, dreaming of like, you know, I want to get out of this situation. Go places. Go places. I want to do things. Yeah. It's It's like wish fulfillment, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I think I would have played the mess out of this if it was in arcades, especially after this movie. And I told the, um, you know, I told you Future Man. That's right. I still did, need to watch that. Future Man, the first season did does where the whole premise of this, where some people from the future come and, yeah. Based off a video game, how would this guy play a video game and take them and and um, he's totally think, playing off the last story. Right. It's this definitely actor, a play off that. This actor that plays the manager, oh. he's really good in this movie. I remember I looked his name up at one point, but um, I've seen him in other stuff. He's great. He is great. This is, and we I think we mentioned this, but. Most movies probably would have cut this scene, but I think it. Yeah, that's you're exactly right. They would have cut this stuff, and I feel like it just adds so much of its heart. You know, just these things. It's, I think his name is Vernon Washington. That's correct. And, and sadly, he passed away in 1988. He was 64. He died a few years after his movie came out. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, he was he was a really great addition to this cast. Great actor. <laughs> he was he was in Roots the 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 as the, the next generation the miniseries. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was actually in Friday the 13th a new beginning. That's where I've seen him. Yep. Well, yeah, that's probably where artists 
I don't oh, know. he knows, man. That could be. I don't know. Well, no, that came after the last Starfighter. So that's pretty cool, though, that you got Nick Castle and then you got a yeah. feature Friday the 13th actor. That's, yeah, Friday the 13th. That's where I remember. And then I remember him on the Jeffersons. He played Leroy. I remember. That's that's where I, I remember him most because I love me some Jeffersons. That's for sure. Love that show. They're so cute together. They have such good chemistry, I think. They have good chemistry. It's kind of like, you know, another actor he reminds me of in a way is a young Tom Hanks. He, I could see that. Yeah, kind of. But I really would have loved to have seen Lance and Catherine Mary do more movies together. I think they're good together. <laughs> This too, I love this. Everybody's like all excited. He's going to break the record on this game. I know. Hey, everybody. <laughs> record? <laughs> Hold my beer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're all coming at me. Granny's coming. Granny's coming. Come on now. <laughs> Bust that record wide open. Everybody get back. Don't crowd them. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I can congratulate my congratulatory I kiss. I did that when I beat Donkey Kong. I know. He's like, no, no one. When I finished, when I beat Pac Man, no one ever came. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't have, I didn't have a parade. Hey, everybody. Garrett's about ready to beat Pac Man. Garrett's going to break the record. Bring the record. I love this sign. Yeah, oh, i now you talk about now. There's there are a few things, and I mean, like, I mean, I love to get some stuff like collectibles and whatever, but that's one piece right there. I would, I would oh, yeah, love to, I don't know where I would put it outside of the house, but it would be awesome. Yeah, have some place to. The backyard or something to have it. Hmm. Wow. Lewis, like, I like to watch. <laughs> I know he's like, he does. He says something like later he'll go gross or something. Oh. And I'm like, what do you mean gross, little perv? You're, yeah, like, you're like, looking at the 
playful ways. Reason, yeah. And then they're having this whole Lois or Lana and Clark argument. Yeah. Why he's got to leave for the leave for the big city of Metropolis and leave Smallville. Like Alex, I want to leave Smallville. You're scared to leave Smallville, Lana. I know you. Look, I'm tired of these plaid shirts. I'm tired of. I want to wear a suit and glasses and be a big time reporter. <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, mom. <Mom's, laughs> and mom looks like she's disgusted too. She's like, she, she just doesn't uh, want her baby to end up, you know. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I, I think 80s moms would be like, Alex, I think you need to get inside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you getting any girls in this trailer park pregnant. <laughs> yeah. They just don't want them to end up, like, you know, have a better life than what they had. That's all. Yeah. But like we talked about, every mom probably loves that girl. I mean, I broke the Starfighter record. It's kind of a big deal. My house as a fourteen-year-old, telling, "Hey, mom, I broke the Donkey Kong record." It's kind of a big deal. I knew that would happen one day. I'm so proud of my boy. I'm gonna call your grandparents. I mean, okay, I had, and I wish I could find it, but I had that little miniature, like, I don't know, twelve-inch tall Pac-Man, little whatever. You know what I'm talking about? It's Coleco or something, I think. Yep. Brand made them or whatever. And I finally, I, I, I play that thing again and again because, you know, I love video games anyway. Mm-hmm. And I had it at home, and I ran, ran through batteries like crazy. I would <laughs> see batteries, by the way. Um, but in the even bought rechargeable ones. That's a whole other story for another time. <laughs> but. I, but when I'm seriously, I when I made that thing through, it, it was I felt like that. Now no one like we've talked about, no one was there to go. Here, the record, you know. It's like, but it, it I think it just I, it hit a certain like a hundred thousand or something, and then it just started back over again oh, or whatever. something. Yeah. But um, but I was like when I, but when I finally did it, I was like, yes. Sixty-five oh two Whit Road. This is where it began, Mom. Right here. This is where they're going to say one day. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that day. But. Yeah. You know, thinking about this, like this talk about a possible remake or reboot, like with the advances in video games and, you know, like with VR and stuff like that, they could do some really cool stuff to kind of, if they were doing a remake. Yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, I think. Um, Alex broke the machine. You know, you could you could kind of steal from the machine. You could sample from uh, like Ready Player One. You know, they you know they use that concept, and Mm -hmm. I think something that it's it's out there. I mean, yep. It's one of them new Teslas. Yep. I 
I think I think my friend Nick who brought this to my attention, but the and I think I saw I think I saw it, but I totally forgot about it. But that this car was you can see this car in Back to the Future too. Um, really, in the future, and you see it. You can see it on the main in the town square. Yeah, you see it over where Mar where where Marty would have in nineteen fifty five would have went back and back to the future. Talk about an Easter egg. It's on that same part of the street. Yeah, it's like it's facing the other way, but like like facing towards you, facing that towards. Makes sense. I mean, they both were just put out by Universal, so they probably had it sitting on the lot somewhere. And right. So nice little yeah. Easter egg. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I he he sent me a picture that you can see on Twitter, and maybe uh, if we when we put this on um, on YouTube, I'll send you the link, and you can put it in the description. So if anybody wants to see it, we can. We'll we'll add it in the description box. Yeah, I'll try to make sure I send that to you so you can. Yeah. So you know, Preston was best known for um, his role in the Music Man, and uh, basically he said that he was just playing the same character in this movie, and it's funny because. The outfit he wore in the Music Man's not all this all all that different from what he wears. Right, this. very close. <laughs> What'd you call him, Fleece Batman? So. Um, Preston died in 90, 1987, so he was only a few years after this. I think he did yeah. one or two other TV movies after this. Um, I know one of them was on HBO. It was him and it was a romantic comedy with Mary Tyler Moore that was actually really good. Um, but uh, he had the same wife. He was married in 1940. Her name was Catherine Craig. I remember reading something about it. Like he was... He was a very private person, but I had remembered reading somewhere that he had a really strong marriage, like he and his wife. Like, well, it must be, and that's so. This tunnel, oh, this tunnel that they're going through, the entrance and the exit—they're filmed uh -huh. on the same, oh, yeah. same side. Oh yeah, and um, there's some CGI for you. So when, so when he get when he it's, it's the tunnel they go in is the same tunnel they come out, the same side, same part of the tunnel. It was used in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was another Robert Zemeckis film. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah um, Preston died of lung cancer. Uh, he was 68. It's a real shame. Oh, yeah, this is wild. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Fixing my face. Tell you this, those Teslas are impressive. I gotta say, 
Elon Musk knew what he was doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He was ahead of his time. Who knows? Maybe this inspired him. He watched this as a young man and said, one day I will design a car just like that. And my son has asked me, this is like Back to the Future. I was like, it's close, but it's, you know, it's different. Yeah, now like there, like here's some here's some some CGI that does not look, you know. Yeah, it's it's a little rough in, in some places, and this is definitely right. But that's I mean, but again, we talked about it. it's it's yeah, it's the it's groundbreaking for its time, and you know, it needs to be applauded in that regard because oh, because we have because because we have now because of stuff like this. Oh, these, these care, these, these aliens. Yeah. What, what do you say before they look like? Um, Alien pattern baldness. No, but what else about which characters that look like, um, what movie do you say? Like the Oompa Loompas or something? (laughs) Yeah. Some of them like albino Oompa Loompas. Yeah. I mean, it's like. I've got closed captioning on. I love they they transcribe the alien language. It's like spelled out phonetically. Kite una <laughs> something. Yeah. Prepare for sterilization. Like what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Got an escalator. I mean, see, like, say, this is where this, where the, this, where the, uh, this is where the, the airplane terminals got the idea about just get on it and this just <laughs> takes you down. This was groundbreaking stuff, not a CGI, but also for airplane, <laughs> airport, airport movement. He's quick. Yeah, you're a gate C3, okay? Okay, he's going to this. <laughs> there he is. There's a little. 
Where the heck is June? Yolanda, baby. What are you doing? Moaning. But honey, if you saw what's under that blanket, you would not. You won't be asking. <laughs> but like that wood paneling man in there, that, that reminds me so oh, much yeah. of like That's like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's there's beta Alex, the, the foreman of them. Now they they I do remember reading that they filmed this movie in just about like a month's time. It's not a long shoot at all, and they filmed mostly at night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the one of the movie I worked on back in the nineties. It was a six week shoot, and it 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 was rushed. So I can't even imagine four weeks. That must have been. Yeah, I don't just break breakneck speed. I think kind of pause again a little bit. It's like I don't know if my connection was a little. Oh yeah, mine's doing the same thing. I don't know if it's just a. Oh, mine's even. Is it still playing? Okay, yeah, there it goes back. Okay. The thing, the spaceship is moving yeah. to the left. Make sure for people who are close up on Alex, in case. Okay. Yeah, let's right. make sure. Something. You know, I'm surprised none of these aliens attempt to come over. They're all just like <laughs> that's like all of it. nobody's got like the you know the part yeah like the the huge comb over. <laughs> oh 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 oh! This is the Hungry Games. This idea where that came from. Huh. 
Oyve. I didn't know this is a Yiddish thing. Yeah, I can hear your audio. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's just, it's off from mine. So, I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed in movies anywhere. Well, could it be? It didn't keep us Well, it's, it's, spring, it's spring break, and, and, and um, normally my boys would be asleep by now. But they are playing video games and stuff like that, so that could be messing the, with the, the, the internet speed, even though we have, we have really good internet, but when those video, when that, when the last Starfighter is being played upstairs for real, in real life, AKA. You're actually declining the opportunity, the honor of becoming a star. Oh, it's pausing again. Dang yeah, it. I got a glitch on my side, too. Are you yellow bellied? Are you a coward?
It's a laser light show. <laughs> Special fan that blows my hair. Oh, it my up. big head. It's Peter Weller, Robocop. May the odds, may the odds be in your favor. Somebody save. And my head is bigger than yours. Re- oh my gosh, you are reminds me of the, if you're nasty. Reminds me of that Will Ferrell. Um, we got to. No, oh, well, it does that too, but it reminds me of the animated film where he's a he's a superhero. It's like oh, uh, Megamind. Megamind, yes. My boys love some Megamind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap it's like the alien Colonel Sanders <laughs> well I guess he won't be getting a fill up bucket <laughs> nope comes with a biscuit and gravy and a laser through the head <laughs> <laughs> well, the odds were not in his favor. <laughs> that and if we if we had a remake that needs to, that needs to be Will Ferrell with that. Yeah. The, the hovering head has spoken. When the green moon has eclipsed, it will be Taco Tuesday. Some decent CGI right there. The frontier that our ancestors developed years ago. Yeah, if you're watching, yeah, like on the that Blu-ray, they got some makings of. This this movie, there's some some cool stuff about how they did the how how excited they would get about the techno about the technology when they were developing yeah. certain aspects. It's, it's pretty neat to watch, so I recommend yeah. watching the Blu-ray. Once I uh, once I get my uh, my um, we got some new furniture coming for our bedroom. We got a media center that's going to go in our bedroom, and so once we get that set up, I'm going to put my Blu-ray together and. I was that was one of the first ones I was gonna watch. Although actually I'm probably gonna watch it downstairs when my father-in-law comes over. You know, I don't know if it plays on moves anywhere, but maybe on Voodoo, it's like you can actually we can actually watch the features 
the Blu-ray features actually on the digital copy. Check that. Yeah, because I did get the digital copy copy through VD. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> look at this. It slices and dices. Yep. <laughs> QVC special. <laughs> call quickly. Call to call. Call in the next call in the next 30 minutes to get your get your order in. You know, there's all this like discussion between the bad guys, and honestly, it's like it's like none of it really matters. It's just it's like I think they were trying to like do something kind of Star Warsy here, you know, with the Empire or whatever. And it's like right. honestly, when I was a kid and even now, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're just talking. Let's just get to the space fights. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's just funny because they're like talking about, you know, your emperor gave me command of your armada. It's like, whatever. <laughs> it's just shut up. You're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's not. I guess it's supposed to guess it's supposed to set up the fact that, you know, like what you're fighting against. Uh -huh. give it a, yeah. a face, a face to the enemy. But, uh -huh. but you're right. It does like, you know, I mean, if, if this you're not Darth Vader. Okay. Right. You're not putting the scare in anybody. If they had more successful in the box office and they did a sequel, you know, then I could have seen them trying to uh, flesh things out a little bit. But I mean, this is more like trying to save Christmas or something. I mean... <laughs> Pew 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 pew. Yeah, that's a pew pew pew. Nice purse. <laughs> this is the early edition of the fanny pack. This is where it all began. Space fanny pack. Space fanny pack is right. Again, cutting edge, people. Cutting edge. <laughs> CGI, the fanny pack. This is... Incoming. My God, no. They're about ready to hit. Did you say red? Yeah, Ma Kent's waiting for me. I gotta go. 
and he's got the height too. He's about he's he's about six three, and that's about yeah. how tall. Like, like Tom Wellens is about six three. Henry Cavell, how you say his name? Cavill, Cavell, whatever. He's he's about that tall. It's a pedometer. That's how it is, man. Just catch okay, count your steps while you're going home. It's okay. It's, it's my Casio watch. I took the band off of it. This is a great scene right here. That's what you think. That's that's all you'll ever be. Yep. Starlight, star bright. I was pausing again. Yeah. Yeah, pause for me too. There okay. it back up. Bye. He's like, strange sex. What? What did I miss? How long was I in space? Paused over again. Yeah, I made this for a second. So these, so when they test, I read that when they test, uh, did a test audience thing for this movie, that the beta, the beta Alex, they really, people, the audience really liked the, the scenes with the beta Alex. So they went back and added more film, some more scenes with beta Alex and added it in. And I think we'll see later as I don't think it's in this scene, but we'll see later that um, he had already left the project and had cut his hair. Oh. So when they come back, he has to wear this horrible wig. And if you think the, you think the pretty and pink wig, the Blaine wig is bad. You ain't seen nothing yet until we see later. Oh right yeah, now. it's it's horrible. Um, but that's what. It, but that's where it came from. It's like they really tested well with the audiences, and so they went back and added some more scenes with Beta uh, Alex. Um,
And this little this little store that's out this where this little area here, this is still all in existence. You can really California. It's um it's so weird. It's like I've driven, I was probably 15 minutes away from this thing quite a few times oh, wow. out there. It's not far from um, I got a family who live in California City, close to Palmdale, Lancaster, and it's in between Palmdale and um la basically but there's like a canyon road or something i can look up the the address i can put it in the description as well but um but it's still it's it's still there you can you can and it it's you could stop in and go to the store and you can it's blocked off where the video game thing was sitting but you can but you can see right where it was it's it's still um it's kind of cool though that it's still actually i uh if i ever make it out there again i have to go see if i yeah i mean it really i mean it's yeah it's i just couldn't believe that i was that i've been that close to it i never have <laughs> but now i think the trailers the trailer i don't i don't i don't think it was ever really a trailer park i think they brought those in and set it up for the for the shoot, so I don't think that. So there's so there's no trailers there, but this whole building right here, this part here is kind of blocked off right there. But that that propane tank is still is still there. Really, uh, that 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 little that open area, gravel area where people could pull up with the car. That's still the same exact. Well, you could look up on Google Map and see it. It's pretty. It's, And the alien's still there. It's not scary. Yeah. But right there, the whole right that the whole that that right there, what you're seeing, the ice machine, you know, that that's You know, there's some movies about like movies locations that some people probably like, ah, oh, you know, it's like take it or take it or leave it. But like a movie like this, if you really loved it, like this, yeah, it was, that would be a really cool scene, to, a cool place to go visit. Um, just like going to Marty McFly's house or Daniel LaRusso's apartment or stuff like that. It's like those are iconic places to. Well, how about that? 
So obviously this beta Alex still has decent hair. So yeah. this is this is obviously when the original recordings of the original filming. Yep. Uh-oh. Let's send it back to Alex. Alex. Just a flush wound. That's right. Just a scratch. CGI. Yep. And it's weird. It's like, oh, why is the spaceship that they have like a like it's like a it's like a police car where there's a a he has a knock on the glass that gives yeah. attention like. Oh, Grandpa dozed off again. No, did that thing have an autopilot? Exactly. It's the worst Uber driver I've ever. Seen. <laughs> not gonna give him a good rating. Did no, definitely not. No How many- for you either. I get tired of listening to you. Kind of reminds me of Deadpool when he says he's dying. He's dying. Is it Deadpool? The second one, he's like, he's dying. He's like, one more thing. He gives a speech. And it's like, oh. Mm. Wait, one more thing. <laughs> Let me put him in the eye and see if he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't worry. It's like Frosty. He'll be back one day. It's just a dream. That may be part of the bad wig, Alex. Oh, that definitely, that is yeah. definitely a bad wig right there. Yeah. So like I said, this is definitely a added scene. So him hearing that moth reminds me of a story. There was um, a comedian by the name of Dana Gould. He tells the story about how a moth flew into his ear. And he said that he had to go to the, I think he had to go to the ER to get it removed. But he said the thing was fluttering around in his ear canal. And he said it was so loud. So when he says that, he told that story, I immediately thought of this scene from this movie with where he's sitting there hearing that. It turns out it's that moth. They are loud. He's got a bad wig, too. <laughs> he put one on him as well. He cut his hair. Everybody's got bad wigs. Probably was. It's not his bed head. He probably was. Uh... Yeah. That kid played Lewis. He's actually now a school teacher. In real life. Yeah, I could that would be pretty interesting. He got you kids find out that you used to be a be a child actor where movies are gonna be like going, You're a pervert, Mr. So and so. That's how you So even though he's covered in latex, um, Dan O'Hurley was uh, another actor who he had a career years before, but he had a bit of a resurgence in the 80s. Um, in addition to this movie, he was in RoboCop and he right. was also the villain in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Okay. It, Halloween three is another film that like gets a lot of bad press, but I actually like it. It's like it's so bad it's good. But he's he's a terrific villain in it. So we have some Halloween. We got Halloween one with the director. Yep. Lance Guest is a Halloween two. That's right. And he's in Halloween three. That's right. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, and then that's how oh yeah, I forgot that that's that's a story about how how Lance kind of had an inside connection. Oh yeah, to the director who whoever did who whoever directed Halloween two talked to uh, Nick Rick Castle. Rosenthal. Rick Rosenthaal yeah. directed two. Talk talked to talked to him and said, that, and that's that's how there was a yeah. 
Yeah, he kind of plays Jamie Lee Curtis's kind of love interest. He's the ambulance driver. And what's and what's what's her name? Is it Carrie? Is it Catherine Mayer? What's her what's her name? Catherine Mary Stewart. Catherine Mary. Okay. Yeah, she she said there was a lot of there was a lot of I saw an interview with her. She said there was a lot of good, um, you know, bigger names out there at the time, probably still bigger names, um, but who who auditioned for this for these roles? Really? But she said that that they really did have good chemistry, and they and they um, are still good friends. It's like she says they they still they still talk. They still. And of course, they meet up on sometimes at comic cons and different things. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's stuff cool. like that. That's but cool. but they really do have a good relationship. I mean, this you know, I, 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 don't I think know that if this sequel slash reboot gets off the ground, I mean, they have got to. Yeah. Know. And she said in a, one interview that listened to her own, she said that he, that that Lance had actually written a a screenplay, a script. For a for a for a uh, a sequel or a reboot or something, you know. But I think there's been I think there's been a couple of those that have been written or yeah. put out. Um, the latest but. one is um, so the original screenwriter of this, Jonathan, is it Bethel or Buthel? I forget his name. And Gary Witta, who um, Gary Witta is a screenwriter. His credits include um, the Book of Eli. That was with Denzel Washington, and also he um, was one of the writers for Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, so he um, he and the original screenwriter, the last I've heard, they're partnering on this latest version of the story. Well, I hope I hope it comes. I hope, yeah, I do too. Uh, this, this is such a great. It's it's just it's a property that's just asking to be revisited. I mean, it's just a there's so much potential there. I think. Usual, usual feelings. That's right. It, there's there's some moments that the force. Right. It just would have went to space camp. I mean. This cute little girl named Lee Thompson. If you just would have went to space camp with her. So we were watching Back to the Future the other week, me and my youngest, me and Davis, and um, just watching Leah Thompson. I'm like, she is just beautiful in that movie. I mean, she's a beautiful lady still. Yeah. Back to the Future, the first one, she's just like, especially the scenes where she's in the car with Michael J. Fox at the dance. Oh, she, yeah. She is just stunning in that movie. You know, I think she looks how much I liked her in some kind of wonderful. Yeah. Which is another one we'll is coming down the line. Uh I don't I think and she's still pretty. She's she's so pretty, but it's like I don't I don't think that hair I don't think that that movie does her justice. I mean, she her acting's great, but I don't think her look it's just how pretty she really is. It's like, like I mean, even all the right moves better. It I was going to mention that one. Yeah, yeah, that. And, I mean, uh, of course, back to the feature. It's like, yeah, yeah. she really is a. 
Did you ever see Howard the Duck? I, I once. Yeah. Once. She was the only reason why I stayed through it. <laughs> I was ready to throw in the towel on it, but I, I kept watching it because of her. Yeah, I mean, that, that was supposed to be another, you know, vehicle for her to. Yeah. It's amazing how certain movies like that will hurt some actors, but then other actors can do it, and it's not a big deal. They can they can escape the the bad press and go on to something else. Yep. I know we talked about Burt Reynolds before. We'll have some movies with him, but yeah, you know, like I mean, he even told. I remember he, reading something that he said he told Sally Fields to. You know, like take it for the money. Just just do it. See, sometimes you just you sometimes you. Like you need to work, you need to make money, um, and sometimes the script's not going to be great. Yeah, you can't always you can't always, you know. Uh, and there, are, and I think with him, you know, like there's some movies that they just do just to have fun, which obviously you can look at the you know, Cannonball Run and Smoking the Bandit, which I think you know, the, not a bad movies. It's just that he had so much fun doing those. I think he just enjoyed yeah. itself. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, modern version of that to me is like Adam Sandler. I mean, he, he makes good movies from time to time, like, you know, um, Uncut Gems. Uh, I think that was the name of it. The one that he got, I think he got like a, did he get an Oscar nomination? No, but he got a lot of critical acclaim for it. But then he does, you know, those movies from Netflix and Netflix. The ones where it's just purely, I mean, he admits he's like, you know, I'm just, I wanted to go wherever they were shooting and make it a vacation. I'm just here to have fun. Um, you know, and I, you know, he uses the same actors because for a lot of his stuff, because they're his friends and right. spending time with them. So, and I, you know, that's why I, I cut him a lot of slack, just like I did with Burt Reynolds. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, Burt Reynolds did all kinds of different movies and a lot of them I loved, you know, Smokey and the Bandit, The Cannibal Run. You know, but he also did some really good, more serious type stuff. And, you know, for me, it's like I'd watch anything he was in because even if the movie wasn't great, I knew Burt was going to be good. But like, I love those movies that he just did for fun because you can tell he was having fun. Um, enjoy, yeah, enjoy, yeah. And I think the audience picks up on that oh, totally, when you're totally when you're not. I, I just feel like Burt. I think it, it's going to. Unfortunately, you know, since he's gone, you know, it's like he can't appreciate the fact that, but I think years from now, people look back, he's going to be remembered as like one of cinema's like legends. Like he's going to be on par with John Wayne and, you know, all these other classic heroes from the olden days. But I mean, Burt was just, he was the real deal. Oh, he definitely, yeah, definitely. Always entertaining. And he should have, then in Deliverance, should have got an Academy Award. That's multiple, in my opinion, but that's another, that's for another podcast. Yeah. And we're sitting here, we're missing all this stuff talking about Burt Reynolds. Well, we're not missing a lot of people right now. It's like, well, this is some of the stuff. Burt Reynolds in The Last Starfighter. I'm trying to imagine that. That that would have been a. 
Of course, when I think of Burt Reynolds, all I can think of is Norm MacDonald as Burt Reynolds. So they're chewing that gum. Yeah, yep, yep. There are some moments, and the cave doesn't look so great CGI, but there's some moments that ship, it's like, that ship looks pretty good for early CGI. It's not bad. Yeah. Hey, look in the glove compartment. I got my Mr. Microphone in there. Yeah, this is bad. There's there's bad wig. Bad wig, bad wig, Alex. Oh yeah, bad wig alert. Really bad. Woo. Yep. Seriously, they're not even trying. Andrew McCarthy's like, thank you. Seriously, it's like he's got a helmet on his head. I can't remember what what project he did. I don't, you know, I was like with Andrew McCarthy. He went and did that play. He said, right. Um, yeah, he went back and did that. He was doing that play on Broadway. He played a um, veteran or something. But he, but I don't know what. But obviously, he had to cut. He, had, he cut his hair, and yeah. so there's. See if I can try to figure that out. Let's see. So he did well. So Last Starfighter was in '84. In '85, he was in a movie called Waiting to Act, and then in the next movie he did was in '87, which was Jaws: The Revenge. I'm really surprised. Like he didn't do a whole lot of movies. Um, I mean, I'm shocked. Yeah, he did a lot of TV. Um, That's bad. Wife Floyd. Ugh. That is so disturbing on so many levels. <laughs> He's like, Greg, you're kind of freaking me out with your family album. Yeah, I can't. I don't, I just see that he cut his hair. I don't see about why he cut his hair. But I was trying to see if maybe it was TV related. Um, he did an after school special in 85. He did a TV movie called My Father, My Rival in 85. But actually, no, it wouldn't be 85. It would probably be 83. Yeah, it was 83 or. or this would have been filmed in 83, I'm assuming. So he did a TV film in 83 called Confessions of a Married Man. Movie-wise, eighty. He did another movie in '84, just the way you are, with Christy McNichol. And Nick Castle named the character Lewis Rogan after his son Lewis Castle. So it's 
a little piece of trivia. Pretty cool. And may and it made him a little perv, but you know. Oh, so it was John Carpenter who recommended Lance Guest to Nick Castle. Pretty cool. That's a pretty good recommendation. Yeah. He said he felt like he had every man's every man qualities of a young James Stewart, Henry Fonda, or Gary Cooper that he wanted and subsequently decided to cast him in the role. That's pretty good. And 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 by saying that, that's that's, that's I think that's the reason why you just got through saying it's shocking that he didn't do too many other things after this, like his Yeah. Um, there's a uh, photo here. I just looked up. Um, some photos of him and there's a like a publicity photo of him and Catherine Mary and honest to goodness they are just like the most perfect looking couple <laughs> oh I did read that um oh, it was in that interview and it's it's on YouTube but that's where I can find it but she said that um she didn't have many. She didn't have any any roles with um, with Robert Preston, but she met she she saw him at the studio for something on while there was filming was going on. But they didn't have any, and she said that she wanted to meet him so bad. And she she said about how sweet and nice he was. He was just fantastic. Yeah. But let's get back to the this scene right here where they're making out scene. What in the world? Don't bother out. You're my Julia, my Venus. You're my density. My, my what? Who, who are you? My destiny. George. George. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh.
Ahuga. They're both like, I just want to smack him so bad. He's that was like, why don't we just kill him? Yeah. Let's rebel. Yeah, let's just do him in and we'll <laughs> Yeah, it's like looks like a version of Centipede right there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the movie that Catherine Mary was in, um, uh, Night of the Comet? I think that was like the first movie that really, where she kind of hit. That was really familiar. That's a good one. That's from I forget what year that came out. It was around this time. Hey, 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 one good thing about Nick Castle, the the characters, Alex and Maggie's original names in the film in the script was supposed to be Skip and Penny. So Nick Nick Castle changed it because it was too cartoony. He said, yeah. Thank you, Nick Castle. For yes. Yes, thank, thanks, Nick Castle. So Night of the Comic Rogan. It, it also came out in 84. Um it came out in November of 84. Okay. You wish. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I thought Night of the Comet came out before this movie, but it was actually the other way around. Last Starfighter mm -hmm. came out first. Okay, sorry, it was a 40 day filming shoot. Okay, so. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's yeah. Again, that's quick. Powder donuts, check. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> that could be a midnight movie snack. <laughs> Pause again for a second. So, yeah. <laughs> this is the longest pause I've seen. It is my yeah, mine, mine as well. Stolen from both of us. I sent you a message. Chris wants to resume the movie. I see. <laughs> I yes. Play. I see that. So, folks listening to this, if you're watching along with us, we apologize. Oh, sorry. Mo movies. This gonna be about a. This gonna be about a thirty second delay here. About yeah. Just keep so that just in mind. Pause on your movie, and hopefully we can reconcile this but i had high hopes for movies anywhere i think maybe next time if we use it i'll, I'll try and host it from my end and see if that yeah because you know usually i mean i've got i've actually got fiber internet out of here i know you we got you yeah um i can tell the difference like everything like we don't have hardly any lag with stuff um especially like my work related stuff because pretty quickly but yeah wow it's really hung up yeah it is i don't know what the like I said, it could, have, it could have something to do with spring break. You kids get off your computers. Exactly. It's like you're messing up my, you're messing up my, messing up my Zoom. Worst case scenario, maybe I can like do some editing magic of some kind. I'll put in like a little musical interlude of some kind. <laughs> 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 I just thought, good, great. It is okay. I'm gonna say, it's like frozen on the, the ship. Okay. Oh, pause. Oh, movies anywhere. There we go. Oh, yep. There we go. Okay. All right. 119. Okay. We're at 119. 30. 30. 33 seconds. 34 seconds. Yeah. I think we're synced up. Good. All right. That way, by us, pay Not with my shiny pointy stick game, whatever. Roll. Schultz. Schultz. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, shoot it. I just got it. it kind of, that does remind me a little bit of Luke Skywalker. Like, yes. Don't get cocky, kid. Right, don't get cocky, kid. That's my, my favorite. I, I won't say it on here because I don't, you know, what the audience level here is, but or my favorite Peter Griffin. I know exactly what you're. <laughs> don't get fancy, kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
that still makes me laugh. I know. Uh, I know there's a few things from the old days where it's like I think of that and um, was it Black to the Future? <laughs> Super Marty Super McFly. Yeah. Marty McSuperfly. Yeah. <laughs> Black to the Future. <laughs> This is simply red. This red fox. Death Blossom. When I remember when I was a, when I first saw this as a teenager, Death Blossom. I just remember there was I don't know what it was. There was something similar to it, but like Death Blossom was was like a reference to like a really bad fart or something. Yeah, I know it's like Death Blossom. Unleash the Death Blossom. We just had a. Combo plate number nine. <laughs> Could be a Mexican food special. Sir. No, cool down on a model. <laughs> that would be nice. Have a little Sean Connery action. Yeah. The last. Yeah, space battles aren't as aren't as um, interesting as like Star Wars or something yeah. like that. But yeah, this this is just a little too like because it's CGI. The, it's like with the models, like with Star Wars, there was a little wear and tear on them. They looked a little grungy. This yeah. is, things look too clean, too polished. It's just a little too slick looking. Well, you, well, you don't have all the pollution up in space like you do. Yeah. But like, I think. It, <laughs> <laughs> from from a, like a computer graphics point of view it's just like they don't have the right texture layers to make yeah. it look of course to do that would have been like almost impossible with the computers back then but yeah this is what I'm talking about like doing this with a model that particular thing with the ship it's like probably would have been harder to do I would think but I have to say, like, there's some shots where the ship is, like, just kind of still, where it's, like, it's a really good ship design, like, right there. Like, looks really good. It does. I mean, tell them detail was put into it for sure. It's not, it's not for Tron. It's not for Black of Tron. He like these these guys. I remember when I was, was watched this movie. Like they look like they're made out of beef jerky. They got like beef jerky faces. <laughs> Ram boost. He's sitting there trying to put a Coleco vision together. It's like, dude, <laughs> My, I've drained these batteries out, man. I need some more batteries. I got to charge these up.
Oh, my bad. Inhuman groaning. Yes. Yeah. See, beef jerky face. Yeah. The Jack Link's aliens. Divert, divert. Die. Okay. So long. Farewell. So long. Until we meet again. We die. And so they did. There's there's the music. Yep. Oh, they're in Orlando. <laughs> Try some of my chicken. And where are you going? I'm going to Disney World. We have to have a sequel. That's the bad wig. Yeah. And all the chicken and biscuits and gravy you want. I thought your hair was different. <laughs> I talk about hair now. We talk about a bad wigs for Alex and even little Lewis in that scene. But Robert Preston's got some good hair, man. Yeah, he did for a sixty-eight or sixty. I guess at the time he was sixty-five. He had a good head of hair on him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it could be. I mean, and if and if his is a and if his is a wig, well, they should have they should have went to his guy to get the fixed yeah, the yeah, Preston, that's his real hair. Or I'll kill him. No need to call, Mrs. Rogan. I was watching my soaps. <laughs> my stories. Watching my stories. Now her hair now, yeah, I think her hair looks good right there. Yeah. It's wind. Get a load of this wind. 
I don't know where I read this. I don't remember. I just remember someone said about maybe it was on Fast Rewind. I don't remember, but it said that the spaceship lands way too close to to the the building that it was the the burners and all that stuff would have would have <laughs> destroyed would have destroyed that place. Of course, it's the mobile park. Yeah. Now it's like, sorry guys. Well, those are cold fusion engines, so they don't burn. Right, I guess that's what it is. Yep. It yeah, the structural, the structural integrity of that roof, yeah, it probably would have caved in. If this would have been a spoof on Family Guy, you know, little Stewie would have been like going, "Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> land of works, just destroy them all." She's like, "That is some impressive CGI for 1984." Now, what's what's great acting is that ship's not there, so they're all just looking up at this and nothing. Yeah, this guy like, going, like, yeah. "Wow!" Look at that. We have a crane with like something hanging from it. Like, look at that. That's what you're supposed to be looking at. Yeah, the director's like, "Okay, Kathy, um, he's coming down on an elevator. You can see him, you're, but you're not quite sure who it is yet." And then we cut to this. We need a bunch of dry ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a cool smoke machine they got going on. Take me to your leader. <laughs> Earthling. That's a terrible... That's your real hair. Is it? Is it your real hair? Go ahead and rub, rub put your hands through it. Yeah, that's his real hit. That's that's yeah. That. <laughs> He's got that gun. This boy's been smoking. And knocked up my sister. Yeah. What? Robot? What are you talking about? Granny, get your shotgun out. Enchanted. How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> yeah, we could have, we could have put we could put Sean Connery behind the mask. Not hey, laugh. Some of those playboys. <laughs> Shh. 
that wheezing laugh out it got. He's a homicidal maniac. He killed so many aliens. We'll be like Captain Marvel. I'll be gone for a little while, but I'll be back. Oh, come on. You know, this is, there's this, we've heard about this guy named Thanos up there. We got, I got to get take care of him. They need me. And they, they need me up there. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm joining their crew. If we didn't already, if we didn't already uh, unearth who uh, Star Lord's father was, we could have yeah. done something. Yeah. The meter's running. I guess I'll just sell from one of those bald headed aliens that look like albino oopalopas. Yeah. Send you email, email. What? Yeah. Huh? You'll you'll see. <laughs> Wait till the nineties, Granny, and I'll send you AOL. I'll send you a disc with AOL on it. <laughs> yeah. Not not the prodigy. Don't. It's. Mm, doesn't make it. I told you we have project in my house. <laughs> I should I need to try out and see if my project count still works. T T V P E four seven B or I think I'm C. Yeah. My my dad was four seven A. My mom was four I think my mom was four seven B and I was four seven C. That was my, like, an old prodigy. Yeah, old prodigy there. Throwing back. I actually liked prodigy better than AOL. I think it's kind of one of those things where you know who did the better job of marketing. It's kind of like what the talk about talk about like the Betamax. Oh yeah, the VHS won out, but the Betamax was was the superior product. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't have the marketing behind it. It didn't get it didn't get the Film studios, whatever they did a better job of. 
Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, I think, I mean, looking back on this, it's like, really, it's like, I, I think I enjoy, I think, I think it, the, the on earth scenes are better than the, the space scenes, but. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, you know, as a kid, I think we we're, you know, we probably were more in tune to what was the whole movie, what was going on, but. Yeah. I mean, for me, the big thing about this movie, the reason why I kept watching it when it came on HBO is I just love watching that space battle scene at the end where the ship's doing its spinning yep. around thing, taking everything out. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I think that was, yeah. That, that was the highlight for me. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think the emphasis and the characters was definitely with the Earthbound settings, but the space stuff, stuff up in space, I mean, it was just a little, it was a little thin, a little flimsy. But Where probably it was opposite, like with Star Wars, I think it was probably. Yeah. You know, like I could care less about about Luke's Luke's aunt, you know, aunt, you know, aunt and uncle. Who's <laughs> yeah. going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters? Yeah, whatever. It's like, uh, whatever. It's like because I'm I'm getting off this planet. <laughs> Y'all suck. <laughs> but, Sorry, those stormtroopers torched you, but uh... anyway, I met, and I failed. It's already passed down the credits, but like Will Wheaton. Had a was was yeah. supposed to have a was supposed to have, supposed to have a he's a friend of Lewis and he's supposed to have a, a little bit more in the but his scenes got his his I think his speaking scenes got cut and was it, he in that that crowd scene Yeah, I think you could I think I read that you could see him twice. Hmm. Um, I have to go he's back. Got like a, he's got like a jersey thing on one time, and I think at the end he's wearing a coat or like a red coat or something. Yeah. Uh, I have to go back and look at that too because I didn't, I was not paying attention. Yeah, looking for him. In, yeah, this was a couple of years before he did um, Stand by Me, I think. Yeah, there's a star car built by Gene Winfield, special projects. Dude, he's still Gene Winfield. I think okay, this is really cool. I think I think it's the same guy. My my cousin stopped. He's got a a shop out close to the same area where this whole movie was filmed. This is out in the closer to Palmdale and Lancaster area, whatever. But my, my cousin stopped looking for a part for his truck. And the man goes, do you know where you are? And my cousin is like 20, he's like 20, it's like 25 years old or so. He goes, no, he goes, he goes, he goes, he, 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 and he told him, he says, well, I just got this truck and I'm looking for a part. And the guy told him because, like, you know, I I build, I built, I read, I, I do custom cars. I've I've done stuff for movies and whatever. And he ends, he ended up showing him around his whole thing. Wow! Uh, and that's like really cool. I was like going so my so my so his dad, which is my first cousin, shared it on Facebook, and I'm just like going. I, I wrote on there. I said, next time I'm there, I won't I won't wait to take me to this guy's place so i can get a tour um so it was really cool so like like he didn't even expect you know he he didn't know he, he thought it was a junkyard basically <laughs> getting, getting apart uh well that was the movie they had short credits you know for a sci-fi 
movie with special effects and yeah if it was short if this was falcon and the winter soldier we would still have another maybe five minutes of credits yeah yeah well that was um you know it's still a favorite i love it i mean i love it it's you know it's got some flaws but i love it still you know it's um, yeah i mean I do, you know, every time I watch it, though, I just kind of think, like, oh, really would have been great if there had been a sequel or, you know, heck, even if they turned it into a TV series or something, that would have been. Oh, that, yeah, well, like we mentioned, like Cobra Kai earlier, if you, yeah. you could do a, a science fiction space version of. Yeah, definitely. Of, you know, it definitely, yeah. I would have even, it'd be cool. I, I would love to see somebody go back, and I, I know it changed things up a little bit, but. Go back and um, you know do the castle cut, <laughs> the castle director's cut, yeah. and and redo and 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 redo some of those space scenes, uh, you know, modernize the, you know like the new CGI and see what it looks like. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you're onto something there. That would be uh, be interesting to see what it would look like with a new coat of paint. Yeah, I mean it's. I do wonder though, like, you know, I mean, I know you said Will Wheaton's scenes got cut, but, you know, is there, how much footage is there that was shot that wound up not being used, you know, and what exactly is all of it? Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, I enjoyed that. That was good. I was glad I was able to, to watch it again. And that was The Last Starfighter. You know, I had fun recording that episode with Garrett, and I had fun editing the audio for the episode. It was fun just listening to our conversation. I hope you enjoyed the commentary. I hope it added to your movie-going experience watching The Last Starfighter again. Stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. As always, check us out on Instagram at the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. Be sure to follow us and follow our updates. And also you can visit Garrett's YouTube channel, All Things 80s with Garrett. He's got a lot of great videos out there about some of the movies that we've watched and some of the locations that were shot, as well as the music from some of these movies and the soundtracks. Uh, also, as I mentioned at the outset of the episode, be sure to check out our Tee Public store at tpublic.com where you can purchase t-shirts and stickers, magnets, and much more. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.